Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Two Nerds Show. I'm Justin. And I'm Bree. There you go. You happy? <laughs> yeah. You've been wanting that for ages. <laughs> Just in case people don't know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Fair. Uh, what's been going on? Uh, big week for me, I reckon. Big week? Yeah. Yeah. We've had an injury. We sort of touched on it last week. Um, still recovering. N- still recovering. Not a cool story. We'll go through it anyways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you hurt your back. And then on top of that, you had like the ear infections of all, of all the ear infections. Yeah. And got told I should have went to hospital a few days back when I said to Justin, I think I need to go to hospital. Uh, <laughs> I've had one of them before. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Just let it go. All I said oh, was fine. like, because you were saying you're like, I, I've got an earache that's so bad that I can't. Like, oh, I can't eat properly. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've had one of them before. But we, <laughs> I've known you now for nearly 15 years. We've been together this, for so long. <laughs> You've never had an ear infection since I've known you. So when are we re- referring to? It was a long time ago. <laughs> when you were like six? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it's like it's, I have had one. Like it's like, you know, when it like really <laughs> And it's like, yeah, well, I look, it. So, look, I've been there, but long story short, I was like, she's like, oh, no, I've, I've, you know, I've got this really bad earache and I'm like, you're not going to the hospital for, for an ear infection. Like, that's, we're not, you're not taking up a bed. <laughs> long, and so she, you go and see the doctor and then it's like, you really should have. <laughs> it nearly went into your brain. <laughs> so, what was it? Like, they said that you could get like cauliflower ear. Cauliflower ear as well as it like a deformed ear once it shrinks back down because it was so swollen. And because of the swelling, it's right next to your middle ear, which is right – well, it it is your middle ear and it's right next to your brain. So it's like swelling on your skull is not great. Well, that's not ideal. No. (laughs) You almost wish that happened so that you could just say, I told you so to me, I reckon. (laughs) Pretty much. And then so you're back, you've hurt yourself, Yep. you've hurt your back, yep. still recovering. Still recovering. It was a bad one. I had to pick you up after a massage and put you l- lying flat on the back seat of the car. Crying at the shopping centre. Crying at the shopping centre. I've beelined it to dad's <laughs> place just to pick up some like strong painkillers. Yeah, like eventful week. Yeah, but not like just from picking up shoes. <laughs> like... <laughs> Didn't do nothing. I mean, look, yeah. I, that's, the, that's the thing about injuries is they seem really like all of a sudden, like it's like, oh, I just bent over and I just all of a sudden I, you know, put my back out. But things like that are always a, a slow burn over time, whether it's like a, an imbalance or a weakness or an instability issue. It's like it's usually just like one wrong movement and then it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, I think I have all those things. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> my next point exactly is like I think this is like it's not a good thing but it's like it 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 w- humans are weird like it's like we have to like hurt ourselves to realize that we need to make a change and it's like I think for you it was just an it's just a sh- shone a spotlight down to say like I you need to work on these things and do some like proper rehab and and strengthen all the little muscles and all those things that you just sort of we t- typically neglect. I mean, a lot of our job is just sitting. Well, it's, the main, the main, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like we sit. Any like any person out there who sits all the time is it's 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 not ideal. Um, I mean, you do have a standing desk. It's worth worth using that. 
Um, I wish I had one. Um, but yeah, uh, long story short, you hurt yourself and... Uh, it all started from me trying to, trying to run. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a runner. <laughs> but I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah. And I've been trying, teaching myself how to run. Um, just because the inspiration I got from you, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you were doing you were doing actually really good. I mean, um, yeah, like you were saying, like we've never typically well, you've you've never been a runner. I've definitely not not been a runner uh, until recently, which is what we'll talk about uh, a little bit later in the show. But um, running running is really hard, especially when you it is something that you struggle with so much. Um, but it, it is one of those things that if you're not careful, you can hurt yourself. And I think that's sort of what happened. Learn mm. the hard way straight up. Always learn the hard <laughs> way. Um, but, yeah, we'll, uh, hopefully you start getting better soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that takes, brings us on to sort of the main point of the show. Um, marathons are cool now. I don't know if you know. <laughs> I was there. Everyone was doing <laughs> everyone. it. <laughs> I think everyone on in Australia was at that marathon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there was so many people. Is there normally that many people that do marathons? Well, like Cam, who was, uh, you know, who helped me through this whole process, is uh, he's done it before. He did it last year. And he was saying, at least when he went and picked up, like, the, you know, you pick up the bib and you do all that before the race, he was saying that it's it's... It was nowhere near as busy. So it's definitely definitely grown in popularity in the last year. And that's only in our little hometown, like the Gold Coast, Australia. Like imagine around the world. It must be huge. I feel like COVID definitely pushed everyone into running. Like there was that time where we couldn't go to gyms. We couldn't it was just a weird time. You had to pretend like I'm exercising outside just so you're allowed to go outside. Remember we had to do like the resistant resistance band workouts like on the river, river there <laughs> yeah. and it's just like weird i don't know that's a weird time. Oh, well, like we have our bands we're, we're exercising that so they the police can't say anything oh that's right yeah they came along we started doing push-ups <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> emily was in london my sister and she was they do like sit-ups and like doing all the things in in the uh what's it called in the park but then secretly having like a drink yeah. <laughs> but then just turn over and do, do push-ups every now and then. <laughs> Mid-pandemic, man. It was a different time. Um, Glad but yeah, that's over. Oh, same, same. But I think that's – I think honestly like that was would have been what, what part of the reason why more people run now. I think another thing like I know for myself uh, there was definitely a shift in people like – I think people were sick of the gym. Mm. Like there was a long time there at least – in my experience where it was like it was pretty much gym and gym alone for most younger people in their 20s or, or 30s let's say and it was like that was kind of just what you did and then over the, the years more things popped up or they were always there but they gained popularity for you know for for typically women like pilates and stuff popped up and then people started going to f45 and then crossfit and things like that and but the the gym was always sort of like the main thing but then I don't know. Like, I think that's what, like, part of the reasons why why I sort of wanted to run was just because I just lost the love of the gym. When you've been doing something for like fourteen years, it just becomes a little. You've kind of you've kind of done it, and you need to change the the goal up a little bit. Especially, yeah. And then even I think girls too on the other side have all turned to like Pilates and yoga and just doing like 
different stuff compared to all the gym. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You you got to find what works for you at the end of the day. Like I I still I've found the love again for the gym since, like, and I'll go get it into this when I sort of talk about the whole journey of running. Um, but I've fallen back in love with the gym now, but I had to break away from it for a bit, set myself a new goal, and then not make the primary goal be aesthetically motivated mm. if that makes sense um so i think too going back on the pandemic just being a pan- swing back <laughs> just being a pandemic in the nature itself is health right so everyone started thinking about their health but they had people dying around them they had you know we we're sitting in our homes going okay i don't want to get sick what can i do to get myself healthy um and yeah i think exercise and everyone's trying to get back to like I feel like at the moment like health and wellness and everything's back on the rise and it's like everyone's opening up to ice baths and you know wellness and gut health and you know it's obviously all these different trends but it's like which like is just all trying to get back to our natural state yeah which is just like drink like people don't drink as much now yeah they they um you know I was talking about this with someone the other day and we were sort of saying that like I think there's a few reasons. I think number one, I think we got to give credit to people like Joe Rogan, Andrew Huberman, you know, those sort of people in the industry. Like I think they've had a big – it's pretty obvious when you say it out loud but it's like they've had a pretty big impact on society as a whole. Like you see these, these really, you know – influential people that we listen to for hours every week and they're so into and you start getting educated in in this stuff and you're like i think they've that that's had a major impact i think the other thing is as people more and more like almost everyone you see you know has got like some sort of wearable on whether it be a, a you know an apple watch or a garmin or an aura ring or something like that and i know for us that when we you know started tracking our sleep with our aura rings it was like that was a pretty big uh decider for me if I was going to have like a drink with dinner or not because you're like oh, I just see how drastically it fucks my stats mm. so it's like there's I think there's a few things there um but uh yeah no everyone's definitely getting more into into health and fitness which, which is, is great, great. yeah you know? it's uh, such a good turn we <laughs> the bleh. that's okay get it out <laughs> the planet needs it we're the most unhealthiest we've ever been, so yeah. it's a good time to Yeah, I, look, switch. I think the, the pendulum always swings both ways. Like I think gen- – and look, we're in a bubble. Like, yeah. you know, like it's like we c- – there's st- the majority of people are still obese. The majority of people, uh, you know, are, are, you know, plugged in so to speak and, and they're not really whatever. But I, I definitely think at least in – what we have noticed both locally and with people that we, you know, that we follow online and things like that, that there's definitely a shift in, in you know, in people that are becoming more interested in that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the pendulum swing, swings both ways. I think it got pretty far the wrong way and hopefully mm. it just starts. Which is the whole, you know, also push for our show is we want to help people that maybe don't understand it a little bit and they just want to, you know, maybe be curious about, you know, health and wellness and sleep and anxiety and just anything to do with yourself. Anything to do with health, typically, like honestly, before like people like Huberman and stuff that were like, that have really broken it down, that are like 
genuinely an authority in, in the industry, but they break it down in a way that's easy to understand. Like most of us are just confused. Like we, they don't know what to do. They, should I be eating like this? Should I be doing that? What do I need to eat to lose? Like, you know, all these things that like, if you just do a Google search, you end up more confused than when you started. Um, which is, yeah, like going back to your point is our goal was to create a show that was entertainment first, but then, you know, shove, you know, snuck in a little bit of value there. So people, you know, so that we could educate in that way, um, which hopefully we still do, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. But going back to, to the running, I'm not a runner. You did a marathon. I did a marathon. You're now a runner. And yeah, I know. <laughs> you are now a marathon You are runner. now a marathon runner. Um, okay, let's set the scene here a little bit um, because I want to I wanna be really, really like clear in saying this. Like when I say like I'm not a runner, like I was really not a runner. I was someone who typically sat at about 105 kilos, give or take, you know, a few kilos here and there. That's that's usually where I sort of sat. Um, tried tried and failed running many times in my life just wasn't for me never got over that hump I was shit at cross country in school I was pretty bad at sprinting as well like it just wasn't I'm just you know I, any I, sport at school really hey man <laughs> look we, we used to skip sport together I know it's <laughs> you're not much better <laughs> we're like you want to go to sport nah, nah. I'll just sit in a classroom at the back. <laughs> just talk to each other. Fuck everyone else. Um, so like, yeah, so I was about as not about as not runner as not running gets. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, you know, when, when we were sitting in, in Greece, I think, I think it was like, I had like one, one European guy, like one, extra European guy, I think it was like the 20th on the holiday, say like, hey, big guy. Like <laughs> it was just like, for me, it was just like the fucking straw that broke the camel's back. And I was like, God, I just don't want to be the big guy anymore. You know, like I've been the big guy for as long as I can remember. Wasn't there all you can eat buffet or? <laughs> the, that didn't help. <laughs> definitely didn't help. I definitely came back from the holiday a few kilos heavier than when I left, but but yeah. yeah, you're right. You have you have always been, you know, quite muscly and quite, you know, a the bigger guy. So yeah, and look in hindsight, I did. I've done a lot of sort of like, you know, introspective sort of, you know, trying to think it through a lot over the last sort of eight months or so. And I did it a lot while I was overseas as well, which is like, why am I the big guy? And I think I was a bit of a, like a, a, a bit of a chubby kid. I was never like the super super lean skinny kid you know those those kids and I think I did have a proclivity to like to gaining muscle that came that more easy to me to put on muscle than it did to lose weight I, that's for sure um some people are the opposite but I definitely fall in that camp and I think to a degree like you know just being the bigger guy and and putting on muscle I think I was just I don't know it's like a bit of a suit of armor maybe I just felt like well yeah I think coming out of school like because we were both nerds and very quiet people within ourselves I think also we started hanging out with more popular people and you know <laughs> started going to festivals and having a bit more fun with like all these other cool people and I think for you you had to kind of put on this yeah like you say like a suit of armor of like no I can prove to be I am one of you you know I can mm. be that 
Yeah. Um, so I feel that was definitely played. Oh, a part. definitely. Like I remember when we first started going to, we, we were first dating, like 20, 19 years old. And I was at that point, I was a chubby kid, but then I ended up a skinny, mm. <laughs> skinny emo teenager and then a bit of like a lanky. I didn't really know what I was when I sort of hit 18, but it, I was a b- little bit, yeah, a bit of a car head, but I was a little lost. And we started going to these festivals and, and you were sort of friends with people. And I just remember a getting a bit cooler than you. Hey, man. <laughs> but I just remember getting like no respect from them whatsoever. Like nothing wouldn't even give me a second look. And. You know, that's in hindsight, that's really more of a judge of their character. But fuck, we're all 20. Who cares? Like, you know, like it's just the way it is. But I, what I did was I remember feeling that feeling and I started focusing on lifting weights and putting on muscle and just becoming a bit of a bigger person. And I remember it had been about six months and we went to another festival and then all of a sudden people started recognizing, noticing me and like all those same dudes that didn't notice me, they were like, Hey, hey, Justo, what's going on, man? And I was like... Yeah, you got like a nickname, Justo? Yeah, went from Justin to Justo. (laughs) No, Bree's boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And it was just like interesting to me. Lapped it up at the time. Like I'll be the big guy if everyone's going to be my friend. (laughs) Fucking oath. Um, Then became the biggest guy. The biggest, yeah, I know. Probably took it a little far. But um, so, yeah, for whatever reason, that, that... one last sort of Greek person calling me big guy. I was like, I just don't want to be that big guy anymore. I'm just over it. Um, so I just locked in a 12K race. It was just a 12-kilometer race and it was six weeks from when I got home. And that to me was just like the only way that I was ever going to get over that hump. And I did start running for fat loss. Like I want to make that clear. Like that was what I did start for. I was like, I do want to learn, get better at running. Like I always hear people say like they love running. I'm like, I can't fucking fathom that. But I, I, I was like, I do want to I do want to become a bit, you know, create a bit of a new identity for myself, which is just a little bit smaller. And so I started that and, you know, long story short, in those six weeks, like I ended up progressing really quickly. That first, those first few weeks fucking suck. Like there's no no getting around that. Knees hurt you know, puffed, you know, puffed at a kilometer, could barely do two kilometers, but... You just wait for it to end. You just wait for it to end. Like, I remember at at that point, it was like, I just put a song on and just like, just, oh, if I can get one song done, that's like half a kilometer. All right, done. And you you sort of break it down like that, which is funny to look back. It's just kind of like your own minds, your own brain, your own... (laughs) (laughs) Your own brain's way of just like making it easier on yourself. Um so, but yeah, so I did that, did the 12K race and uh, at that point that was even to me was like 12 kilometers was an unfathomable. Did you feel better after the 12K race than you did like more of an achievement than the marathon? You know what? Nearly. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I remember like after the 12K because 12 kilometers to me was so unfathomable. I couldn't fathom it. Like I think the most I'd ever ran in my life was like maybe four or five K, but it was like hell on earth, you know, like it was like grinding it out. And so for me that that 12K was like really, because I think it's like that initial, like it's almost like the zero to, to you know, those 20 hours, let's say, of, of whatever it is that you do is when you make the most progress in in anything that we do. If we learn a new skill, those first 20 hours is the most that we'll ever progress and then it slowly gets slower over time. And I think that's, it's like going from zero to 100 mm. and you're like, oh, that's such a big jump. 
So you're right. I think I did feel it a little bit more then. I still felt amazing after the marathon, but yeah, that was um, that that was definitely a big achievement for me. Um, Which gave you led you onto the spirit of like, oh, maybe I do enjoy this. Yeah. Well, I the thing was was like after that, it just broke a belief for me. I was like, well, if I can do that, then what else can I, you know, can I can I do? Like maybe I could do a marathon. Um, but an important part of this is like I actually stopped going to the gym altogether, you know, for probably like two months, which I don't like recommend. Like it's like it, it, that's just for me, it was just one of those things. I just wanted to like break that identity, which was like big guy, just lifts, lifts weights. So I did sort of go all in on, on the running and stuff like that. And I just stopped going to the gym altogether. And, um, and it definitely helped. Like, you know, long story short, over the course of sort of seven months, I sort of, I, I went back to the gym after about two months. But like over the course of seven months, I lost about 14 kilos and went from not being able to run at all to, to, to being being able to run a marathon. And I can now officially say right now that I don't feel like the same person that I was in Greece. Like I do feel, I'm not where I want to be. I don't think I'll ever will be, but I definitely feel like I've broke a bit of that big fella um you know archetype if that makes sense um so yeah I I think that was uh it was really important for me to just stop going to the gym and I think it was important an important note here is from the moment in Europe to the moment of the 12k and from the 12k you had to lock in the marathon so you had to have these steps of milestones and goals to get you to where you want to go. I would not have ran a marathon if I didn't have a marathon booked in. Exactly. And I know that that's kind of an obvious thing to say. But even right now, I to put it into context, I did the marathon two weeks ago. I don't have anything booked in right now. And I feel incredibly aimless. Like I don't really know what I'm working on. Like because for myself, it kind of went back to a bit more of like a vanity goal sort of thing i'm like i do want to trim down a little bit more now that i'm not having to focus so much on fueling my body for these long runs and stuff like that and i'm like all right well i'll just drop a few more kilos and get to a point where i'm happy and for me it's just like i've had physique goals for 10 plus years and always kind of struggled with that Mm. this was the first time it was like and i was thinking about this this morning and I, i i feel like a lot of issues can be solved with with just clarity and i think there's nothing more clear than having a marathon booked in like there's no like when we feel stress and overwhelm is when we're not clear on what we need to do but when we know what we need to do like even if you are at zero kilometers and you're like book a marathon at six months from now even though that that is a shit ton of work and it's going to hurt and it's going to suck and there's going to be a lot of times that it's just not fun and they're bad runs and blah 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 you're not overwhelmed or stressed by it because it's extreme. You've, you've got clarity. You're like, well, fucking hell, I know what I need to do. It's just I just need to start running and I need to get myself a plan and I need to da 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 da. That's it's a bit more, you know. But when it's like a bit more like physique related, at least for me, I, I I can only talk for myself. Yeah, we can only talk for ourselves, and I feel like both of us, you know, we've struggled our whole life with obviously weight loss and you know body image and stuff like that, and I feel that. Um, it's funny, isn't it, that 
once you set the goal that wasn't around weight loss, it was to finish the marathon, that you got lost the you, most weight. You lost the most weight that you've ever mm-hmm. lost anyway. Yep. And you were the most consistent. Didn't miss one run. No. Only missed only missed any run. High ride. five on that, by the way. Well done. Thank you. That's really, really, really good. Dude. Yeah, like in hindsight, looking back, it's like it was never an option because mm-hmm. every run that I missed was going to make the run harder on the day. And coming from someone that used to, you know, drink every weekend and do everything and all the rest, like you made sure your runs were on a Sunday every, every week, no matter what, you didn't miss one, let alone the midweeks, you didn't miss any of them either. Like, you know, you've just made sure you stuck to it. Yeah. I think I, for me, I found the cheat code for my own motivation. Mm. And I, I don't like the word motivation because I prefer the word discipline, mm. but because motivation comes and goes. But for me, I found I felt like I found the cheat code, which is like I need something extremely tangible locked in and I think I'll always have something locked in now in some way, shape or form mm. and that'll change over the years. I'll probably get over running at some point, maybe, maybe not. I, I do really enjoy it now. But like I think for me to, to have something very tangible locked in because what happens is like like I said, I, I fell out of love with the gym but when I started running and when the running became no longer a chore, it actually became something that I started looking forward to weirdly. It was like these fucking weird sun, long Sunday runs are like becoming something that are like one of the better part, parts of my week. I, I enjoy the solitude. I enjoy running as the sun's coming up. It was, although there's a lot of suffering in it, there's also a lot of, lot, a lot of beauty in it as well. Um, but through that, I ended up falling back in love with the gym, not because I wanted to be in the gym again and look a certain way. It was because I was doing the gym to complement the running. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, an important uh, thing for, for people, anyone listening who's like, oh, I want to, you know, I'm not good. At, I, I'm, not, I'm not able to like keep, keep on track with something or, or whatever. And it's like maybe the goal just needs to change a little. And that's why I've always been a fan of like performance-based goals, not, you know, not physique goals. So it's like if you want to start, if you want to lose weight, it's like, sure, you're going to have to track your calories. Like that's that's a given. But something that's going to make that a lot easier is if you're like, all right, well, I, I do want to start swimming or I want to, you know. Learn how to surf. To learn how to surf. Or, you know, if you can find something that chews up quite a lot of your energy and it's something that you enjoy it becomes a hobby and it's like it's not this chore like that's that's a gold mine like something that's that a, makes you wake up in the morning and want to go go do that thing it's like people that do jiu-jitsu they fucking love it mm. you know they can't not talk about it it's like me with running <laughs> <laughs> but you know like it's like that's so good like that's amazing what people can find things that are healthy and gets you moving and gives your brain something to focus on like if you can I've like never been a big hobby guy, which I I kind of have always missed that. Like you see people getting really into stuff and they learn to make stuff or maybe they go all in on learning an inch, whatever it is. And it's like I've always felt in myself, I'm like, oh, I, I would love to like really sink my teeth into something. But I never really found that. Like you sort of said before, a lot of our 20s is just gobbled up by like drinking and, and not saying I'd would take anything back. I wouldn't probably wouldn't change a thing is because it's made me who I am now. But like, yeah, I, I always felt like I never had enough clarity in my own head to give something that much time. And uh, that's kind of what, what running ended up for me. So yeah, so we got to the day and 
you know, I think the hardest job of the day wasn't running. I think it was the sideline chick. Oh man, that was tough. That was rough. That was that was. Why real don't you hard. tell people, run people through <laughs> what what was what's it like being a, a sideline girl? <laughs> well, first, obviously, all we want is coffee. Let's get the. Can we get the fucking coffee sorted, please? (laughs) But they start early, so we have to make sure, and it's up the coast. We've got to time it, and we wanted to make sure that we met halfway. And then, and then all of a sudden, we put the tracker on, and the halfway, like where we thought was halfway, was not halfway. And we had to turn around, and we're like, "Oh my god, we're not going to make it." So then we just got the car and we just ran and we ran we had daisy and we're like running with the thing trying to get to halfway <laughs> i gotta tell you if because we were really waiting on seeing you guys because it's like a little mental like boost you know you get a little rush and you kind of need that on 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 a marathon it would have been real rough if it was like <laughs> i know they should be here and it's like fuck they're not here and i knew if I knew the whole conversation on the marathon would have been that that oh, they're having Becky and they just didn't <laughs> even think about us. But no, we made it. <laughs> you did. You did really well. You actually got there earlier. Like I didn't expect to see you on the way down. Yeah. So to you got three hellos. We got three hellos. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> I could have used one on the other end from from like thirty k's up. But. Yeah, it was really hard at the finish line. There was just so many people, and we we're in a grandstand trying to stand with, you know, Daisy on the ground, and she's so tired. She's lying down in between people's feet. On she's <laughs> lying across an old man's foot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was good. It was good. It was it was tough. But it was, it was tough. Yeah, <laughs> not as tough as you by the end, by the sounds. Yeah, no, so the marathon itself was, it was an eye-opening experience. It was a real, probably, definitely the hardest physical thing I've ever done by far. Um, It was, I went in with a plan. The plan went to shit pretty quickly once I, you know, once I got to about, the the goal really, so, so my goal was to get under four hours and it was ambitious. When I started running and I locked in the marathon, my goal was just to finish. And then I sort of got about halfway through the marathon prep and I really noticed like a lot of progress. Like so it was so encouraging. And I was like, maybe my goal isn't just to finish. Like maybe I can actually come in under sort of four hours. And uh, that was kind of the goal. And, we, you know, we had it all paced out and everything. But I got to about 20 Ks and whether it was the fact that it was the excitement of the day, um, Maybe it's the fact that it was, you know, running when it, I'm hotter than I, whatever it might be. I, I have no idea. But for whatever reason, my heart rate was just much higher than it had been in my training sessions, you know, a couple of weeks prior. So I just felt like I was just burning my resources just way too quickly. So when I hit 20Ks or sorry, 25Ks, I was like, plans going out the window. There's absolutely no fucking way in hell I'm going to get under four hours. This is going to like buckle up the next the next two hours is going to be rough, but it, it was. And it was rough. It was rough. I just want to make it clear. It was rough. <laughs> and just pointing on that, do you think that's your mindset that made it rough or do you think because you let that creep in? Like if you didn't even look, like what if you didn't even track? If I didn't look, I was pretty adamant of – not looking too much yeah, and yeah. I, I I just would glance every now and then and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I could feel it. I could. I was on the way down so we would have been at about 15Ks. I'm like, I feel good but I know how far I've got to go. I don't feel that good and I'm like because I know that if I'm going to finish under four hours, I have to finish, keep up a certain pace 
And I was like, that's going to be incredibly difficult. Not only was 32K the, the most I'd ever ran, I'd never ran that far at that pace. So I just knew it was going to be a bigger challenge. And most people always say with it doesn't matter how much you've trained from from 30Ks onwards to, to 42. It's like it's, it's fucking shit anyway. It's like it's, it's just the nature of the beast. Everyone at the finish line, like because we were sitting like just down from the finish line at and just every single person that was only 100 metres from, like, the green finish, their legs started going. It, it's all in the mind, hey. Like, their yep. legs start going. They start seizing up. That one guy had to be wheelchaired across the finish line. He's seized up so much that he just couldn't couldn't take one more step. And, like, you're 100 metres away from the it's finish funny, line. It's funny, isn't it? It's like it's almost, yeah, it's like you say, it is mental. It's like your mental got you through because th- there's there's – the worst thing, I let it creep in like once. I'm like, what if I can't finish? And that crept in at one point when I was just in like my legs didn't want to go anymore. They were just really like it was like running with lead blocks, you know, like it was at a certain part. And I was like, fuck, what if I can't? Or at least I'll have to just walk the rest. I'm like, ah, oh. but you, it's a, those thoughts that I mm. let creep in. I'm like, no, nah, squash that. Fuck that off. I can't think like that. So it's just like, all right, one foot in front of the other. Let's just keep going. But I think something about, yeah, seeing that finish line, your brain just goes, oh, we're there, we're there. We're there. <laughs> I've done it. And then your body starts going, ding, 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 Battery ding, low. Battery low. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I knew it was going to be hard, but it was definitely harder than I thought it was going to be. Once I hit about 32Ks in, I was like, this is just, this is pretty, this is pretty shit now. Uh, and the last five were, were really tough. You know, I filled up properly. That was something that I was super, like, you know, vigilant with. It was like, make sure that I've got enough carbs in my system. I carved up a lot. I was well hydrated. I had plenty of electrolytes. I had my gels. I had everything sorted. It was not, uh, you know, when you've seen those people at the finish line and those their legs are going, that is, they've they've ran out of glucose in their um, you know, glycogen, sorry, in their in their muscles. Like they've actually ran out of fuel. Mine wasn't a run out of fuel. Mine was just like my muscles were just fucked. Like they were just, they just didn't want to go anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if there's anything that I could have done to, to avoid that or it was just the way it was going to go. So with this being like a new journey that, you know, that you've now completed and everything like that, what did you feel that, like what did you learn along the way? Being obviously you're a fitness coach previously, um, but what did you feel was like these big learning curves that you had while doing it? Yeah, well, I mean, on the actual running side of things, there was a few things. There was like the first thing was, um, seems obvious, but it was like I really should should have been prioritizing, uh, you know, my my you know warming up properly. you know, prioritizing stretching and mobility and stuff like that. Running has put a big spotlight on how out of whack my body has been and, and going back to like your injury and, and same same sort of scenario with me. I've always had a job that involves sitting in some way, shape or form. I've never been someone that's worked on my feet. Uh, so, I mean, it's been a lot of sitting for a lot of years and a lot of lifting weights and that just creates just little, just creates imbalances. It's just as simple as that and there's nothing like running a lot of Ks that will put put that on, you know, will put a spotlight on that. So I realized um, that, yeah, the importance of – because I, I injured myself 
pretty badly. Not badly, like I, I ended up with a glute injury through this whole marathon prep and it put me out for about a month, which I reckon that month would have got me under, mm. the, four, <laughs> under the four hours, but all good, can't think that way. Um, yeah, the importance of warming up. Um, I'm at an age now, I want to I wanna exercise and I want to run and I want to lift weights and I want to be active until I'm very fucking old. Like very old. Like I don't want to. It's it's very. It's, I value it a lot. Mobility is so important. It's so important. Stability is very important. Mm. Um, you know, I've been reading Dr. Peter Atiyah's book on longevity. I haven't finished it, but I have finished the portion which is on stabi- stability. And basically, he was saying like, obviously, we all know this, right? But it's like one of the best things for longevity is obviously exercise. The issue is. Most people get to a certain age and they've injured themselves that they can't continue to exercise. Like most 70-year-olds can't go to the gym and lift weights or run. Uh, but you get those odd cases that do. You know, you see them out there running or you see them lifting, lifting weights. and They, they look 50. They look 50 and they, they're, they're vibrant and they're, they're active. Um, the reason that a lot of people can't do that is because of a lack of stability, meaning when we're not stable and it's not, you know, our spine isn't stabilized properly and it going back to what we we're saying at the top of the show, which is like it's these injuries are a slow burn over time. Or on the other side of that, if you're not stable enough, it's like when you do walk off a, a gutter and you're 70 years old and you can't keep yourself up, obviously you're going to injure yourself. Um, so that, that has really made it uh, painfully clear to me that I'm like I want to do this for a 50 more years, you know, I, I've got to look after myself. Mm-hmm. I can't just go into the gym and, you know, pick X amount of weight off the ground and not not warm up properly. Do I even need to pick X amount off the ground anymore? Like why am I doing that? Am I, what, if, what if I give myself an injury that puts me up for, you know? So for me that was a big wake-up call uh, and it came in the form of just an injury when I was really passionate about something. I thought I wasn't going to be able to run the race just because I was like this, this injury is not getting better. Lucky enough, it, it, it did. Um, so that was a big one, um, was 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 prioritizing that. The next thing is, <laughs> this is a bit of a fatty answer, but <laughs> <laughs> you can eat lots of food. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> when you're running 70Ks a week, it's like you got to eat, man. You got to eat. Um, no, honestly, like these last seven months since I've been running, it's the most I've ever eaten and I lost 14 kilos. Mm. It's pretty it, – for me it's like – Very important. It's important, you know, and, and I mean not everyone loves eating as much as I do. I, I, I do like eating and I, I also like the feeling that I get from being this active and I liked, I just like the feeling that like, you know, when I do – Say I do a big long run on a Sunday. It's like it's not like calories are free. Of course they're not free. Like it's not that. It's just like you've just put such a big buffer in your energy balance that you you can enjoy yourself a little bit more and not be so like I think for me it's like and you can relate to this. It was just ten years of just so being so under calories. It's like you kind of get a little burnt out by that after after a certain period. Well, we track every meal. Like we weigh every every meal that we eat. You know, mm. like it is tiring and it is. You know that ongoing battle, and you've had six. Well, you still tracked, obviously, because it was quite high calories. But at least, you know, like you say, but on I a wasn't, Sunday. But I wasn't tracking for weight loss. I was tracking for performance. Mm. And again, that was another little. I made me enjoy it again. 
I'm like, because it's like, oh, how can I fuel my, make the run easier and, you know, timing the electrolytes and the carbohydrates and that's, again, Having coconut water and like not caring that, you know, that whole bottle's full of 500 calories. You're like, oh, but it's full of electrolytes. Like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's going to help. So that, I think that was the, there were the main things Um, in terms of like the, uh, the life lesson for me, it was very much a life lesson of, um, and I, I know this is just running. Like I want to make that clear. It's like we're going on a lot about it here, but for me, it, it really was just kind of an eye opener that it's like, all right, if you just if you chip away at something for for six months and you show up every day, or in this case, it was just four times a week or three times a week, uh, you can you can accomplish a lot in six months. You can accomplish something that you didn't think was possible, and like that's the, like it's July now. And six months from now is pretty much the start of a new year. And it's got me thinking, like I finished that marathon and I'm like, well, what what else do I want to, what else can I apply this to in my life? Which is just, it's just consistency. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, that's why I've got it written on a little post-it note in my office and I'll read it out. It was like, because something that I've always struggled with is, con- is a consistency with content. You know, I, I go... I go a little bit too hard with it or I, my expectations are really high and I, I want to create this great thing so much that I put a lot of work into it. I realize it's too much work so then I never do it. So I've written down, imagine if you applied the same consistency to content as you did with the marathon. What would your life look like in six months? And so that, that's been a huge, just like a little life lesson. And I know it's, it's consistency. Like we, we, under, we knew that. But And on the other side, I'm sitting here in front of your desk. On the other side, it's a cute note too. It says, consistently good over occasionally great, which yeah. I love. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I got that off Nick Bear. So Nick Bear is someone who I admire a lot. Um, he, you know, he's, he's um, very popular in, in like the, you know, the athlete, athletic world, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's sort of like a hybrid athlete. So meaning he kind of looks like a bodybuilder, but he's also a, an endurance athlete as well. Uh, something that I really um, admire. And uh, that was, I think, I don't know whether it was his quote, but I heard him say it on his podcast and that is, yeah, consistently good over occasionally great. And I, I find that with a lot of areas of my life. Again, going back to content, I, I've got to remind myself, like of all these, you know, the time that I've been making videos and things like that, like imagine if I just applied consistently good over occasionally great and I just put up something that was maybe 60% or 70% of what I think I can do, but it was every day. Like what would my life look like? You know, like it could be very different. Our business could be very different. I just, you just don't know. Which is why even that we're sitting here doing audio only, that's where it's come from, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. Consistently good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Well, look, I wanted to give, you know, if anyone's listening and they're like, yeah, I, w- I want to kind of run, I, you know, but I just don't really know how to do it or I've started and failed many times like I had. I wanted to just give some um, just some real basic beginner tips that I can – I feel like I've got a bit of a unique perspective of someone who, you know, I really wasn't a runner. Like I really want to hammer that home and I do now love it and I do kind of identify as a runner even though I still don't really look like one. But um, – I feel like, you know, some people are natural born runners. Like even though they don't run, it's like they could probably just whip a 5K or out or a 10K or out. Like I'm not that guy. Or they go, oh, yeah, I've started running. I did like 5K the first day and then. 
It's like, yeah, I started. I ran like, for an hour. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not me. So coming from that perspective, I wanted to to give a few tips uh, for anyone who's who's you know thinking about it or, or maybe in, at some point in their life. Uh, the first one is run slow. This one, like, I can't I can't tell you how many times I talk to people that are trying to get into running or they they're into running, but they just they don't understand this concept. And that is like that if you just run fast all the time, uh, and I don't want to get too in the weeds here. I don't want to start talking about energy systems and stuff like that. Just know that if you... You know you want to. <laughs> maybe another podcast and I have to start a running pod. Um, put it this way. Look, if you run fast all the time, you will never progress. You'll get good at running whatever distance it is that you're running. Say that you can just get to 5K, but you can run 5K really quickly. You're probably not going to get much further than that. If you want to progress, you got to run slow. you got to build that aerobic base. So if you're slow, so put it into perspective, when I started out, my slow running was at about like seven minutes per kilometer, which is very slow. Uh, but by... Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eight I minutes. I forgot who was in the room. Oh. oh. <laughs> You'll get better. You'll get better. Um, no, and sorry, th- that's the thing with running. It's it, You can't compare yourself. It is really a you versus you thing and it's so mental. It's not even funny. But, um, yeah, you got to run slow because if you run slow, eventually your slow run will, will get quicker and quicker. Um, so big big one there is, is, is run slow. And I think you've had, you know, even just from you running, you've had a few friends trying to jump on board with you. And like, oh, I just, I don't know how you do it. I don't understand it. I just can't run. Yeah. It's it's like, like, well, you're not running slow. Yeah. Or with a plan. Yeah. You got to run with, run slow and run with a plan. Absolutely. Like don't, don't just wing it. Like I can't fathom that enough. Like you'd be surprised what you can do with a little bit of intention and you can get this stuff online. Like just, just look up running program. It's, it's not hard, but have something rather than nothing. Um, the next one is like how important electrolytes are. Like I'd never really prioritized it that much. I mean, we do live in Australia. It does get really hot. And what I was finding that I was running and I'd come home to work and if I'd sweat a lot, I was just fucked. Like I couldn't, I was just like, oh, how am I going to be able to keep this up? How am I going to be able to work and do these runs in the morning? What I found was that when I just started having, you know, half a teaspoon or a quarter of a teaspoon of salt before and after and then sometimes during that pretty much solved that all the brain fog that i had the low energy afterwards of like doing a long run on a sunday and not being able to get off the lounge that pretty much solved that yeah then you just started not sweating at all well i think it just like you did a little bit but like once you started learning really about electrolytes and making sure that you were fueled properly yeah i don't know like that'd be interesting to know whether or not if you're bringing the right amount of electrolytes in, does it make you sweat less? I don't actually know. But I did start sweating less. But at the same time, you do start getting more efficient at running. Your heart rate's not as high and blah, 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 sort of thing. Um, The next thing is eat enough food. Like you you got to fucking eat, man. Like if if you're going to start running, you got to fuel yourself. And not just one meal like, oh, yeah, I'll just have a carbonara the other night (laughs) before the race. Like, no, you've got to. Well, I mean, yeah, coming into a race, that's a whole different thing, like in terms of carb loading and stuff like that. But like if you're just someone who who starts running and your energy output goes from, you know, X to to Z, like 
you know, you've, you've got to fuel yourself. Like for, for instance, for me, when I was losing all that weight, when I started running, it was great. Like I was losing a bunch of weight. I kind of kept my calories at the same, same amount, but every week my kilometers were going up and up and up. But that, that was great for a point. Like I was losing weight every week, but it got to a point where I was just running out of energy. Like at some point you've got to fuel, you got to put fuel in the car. So that's, that's an, you got to make sure that you eat enough. Um, and then the next thing is just take it slow. Like if you progress slowly and just chip away every week and don't go like, oh, I just want to get to 15K or whatever. Like it's like you just go from one to two to three to four to five and just, you know, it's not every week going to be an increase like that. But if you just take it slow and just chip, just focus on the task at hand, just trust the process. It's like you will look back six months from now and you'll go like, holy shit, like that – I. I can now run a long way and this applies to every, anything in your life. Like just just focus on the task at hand, progress a little bit, you know, each and every day and you'll be surprised what you can get done in six and months. I think one thing you forgot too, which we always is given because we focus on it so much is prioritize your sleep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you got to sleep. you got to rest. you got to recover. Um, that's, that's a, yeah, something that I've, I've found. And warm up. Yeah, warm up. Just fucking take it from me. Warm up. <laughs> I feel like I've, I have found that like, you know, now that I look into this stuff, I've, everyone kind of says like, yeah, you, you start running, everyone learns the hard way. You know, you don't, you know, you don't prioritize certain things and you don't do the warm ups or you pro- try and progress too quickly um, and you will injure yourself. Coming back onto what my point was before, which is don't progress too quickly. Like you've got to, if you're going from zero to a hundred, you got to let your body, your bones, your muscles, your ligaments, your tendons catch up. And if you go from trying to run five k to twenty k in one week, you, you, you're gonna you're gonna be hurting. You're gonna you're gonna have an injury of some sort. Oh, sorry. One last point. Get good shoes. Get good shoes. I was running on shitty shoes for a long portion of this prep. Then I got myself real shoes, and it made the world of difference. Mm. Get good shoes. Good it shoes. really made like I was Invest running in yourself. Invest in yourself. Yeah. I just kind of just had trainers, like, but they were just like Pegasus Nike trainers that I'd walked thousands upon thousands upon thousands of steps in. So they'd lost all their spring. I just did not think prioritize it. And then one thing we didn't know that shoes have step counts. Like, what was it called? Yeah. Well, like when you start getting into, like, you, you get a certain amount of Ks out of each shoe. Yeah. And like when you start getting into the world of running shoes, you've got, Runners that are, you know, a faster shoe, let's say, but they've got it like a carbon plate in them. Like that's like a race day shoe and they make you really efficient and they make you run really fast, but you might only get three or maybe two, three or four hundred Ks out of them. It's like a like a car tire sort of thing. That's something I, I definitely learned. But yeah, when I got in good shoes, it made the world a difference in terms of what my legs felt, the recovery how fast I felt, the, the motivation that gave me in terms of being like, oh, I'm actually a bit quicker than I, I have thought. And so, yeah, get yourself good shoes. And I think one thing that we didn't touch on is coming from my side of things is, you know, I'm definitely not a runner. I told myself my whole life that I'm not a runner. Um, and the day that I decided that I'm going to give running a go, I did it and I did two Ks and I cried. Yeah. So... You know, like, and that was a point in my t- in my life only a couple of months ago where I was feeling a bit lost, feeling a bit down, feeling a little bit, I think it was when, you know, our show was all up in the air and, you know, I was just a bit confused and I just said, put myself a goal 
that I need to get this 2K done and that week and start running and I did. Unfortunately, I've ended up in multiple injuries now since mm. running but it's Every just, runner has to learn the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> just having those, you know, little goals and achievements can help anyone get out of anything. Really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, honestly, I, I've, I've said this on like my on my social media but I, I truly, truly believe that running – has been probably the best thing that I've ever done for my mental health. There are a few reasons for that. Number one is just feeling like it's such tangible progress. Like it's like, it's undeniable. Like you go from running one to two to three to four to five to six and so on and so forth. And it's so motivating. And if you've got nothing going on in your life, let's say, and you're feeling very stuck, like you're in a rut, maybe you're not in the job that you want to be in, maybe you're coming out of a breakup and you're just not feeling progress like humans love progress if you can take up something it doesn't have to be running but something that's like you can really feel the progress in that does the world of difference for your mental health it really does like i said i I just felt stagnant with the gym and i was like by changing it up and getting over that initial hump it really did a lot for for my mental health the other reason is like it's you you spend a lot of time out there without your phone and just with solitude like it's and then the endorphins, you know, because it's hard. It's discipline. It's pushing yourself outside of the boundaries of what you would not normally do. And Yeah, I want to be clear. Like when, when I say that I'm someone who enjoys running, like most runs still suck. <laughs> like they do. Like they still, they're, they're not, like majority of the runs aren't great. Usually there's a portion of it where you're like, you just really want to, you know, especially when you're like progressing and you're going those Ks that you hadn't done yet, say you get to 15 and you right at next one is 17, like those two Ks at the end, like they suck, they fucking, you know, you're in a world of pain. It's the feeling after running that we all enjoy the most, I mm. think. Like it's like that accomplishment. Accomplishment, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what humans need, you know, especially when you are lost, like you said, with your mental health and, you know, things aren't going your way for whatever reason, whatever you're going through. I think it, it's just that little bit of accomplishment like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, It gives you that and it's on your own too. You're not like relying on anyone. You're not relying on anything. All you need is you and your AirPods or even just you. Yeah. And it's like you're out doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for anyone else. And yeah. that's something that, you know, even when you go to a marathon and there's thousands of people, like we are not running against each other. No. Like maybe the guys. Maybe are, those people. Maybe the, the guys those at the weirdos front at the are front. fucking <laughs> sprinting. But they're like Olympians, you know, like it's like it's different. Most the. I would say 95% of the people at that marathon, like they were all, everyone's supporting each other out there because we know that you're on a journey of whatever. And might I add, all different shapes and sizes on that marathon, hey? Like in like passing me at the end. Like oldies, Oh, there's 80-year-olds finishing before you. 80-year-olds, I know. Yeah, an 80-year-old finishing before you. I was listening when I was... Doing the race, I heard someone behind me and he was saying, someone was like, oh, how was the Boston Marathon? He's like, yeah, good, did it in about, you know, three hours and 20 minutes. I was like, fucking three hours and 20 minutes, that's impressive. And I looked around and he, fuck, I shit you not, he would have been 70. <laughs> and like had a bit of a gut. Yeah. But like I'm like, maybe he's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Give him that. Give him no, him I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But no, like it's it's the thing. It's 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 just you versus you out there. A uh, lot of solitude. Oh, sorry, there is one more point as well. And I don't know if anyone else can relate to this that that does run. If I've got something rattle around, rattling around in my head, say I'm really frustrated, I'm pissed off about something, 
or whatever that might be. I'm just like not in a good headspace. If you run far enough, that that thought, even though like let's say for the first half an hour, it's like you're just playing it over and over again and you're still annoyed about that thing. You run far enough, that thought just dissipates or it just gives you enough time by yourself without your phone, without an argument. Without reaction. Without reaction and to just mull it over and you go, oh, maybe it's not that big of a deal or maybe you come up with a way around it or whatever. At least for me, I've found that to definitely be the case. Like I can start the run angry and I, I don't ever end the an- the run angry. Well, it makes you realise it's a pretty small thing and you just kind of get over it. Time. Yeah, you just kind of get just, over it. Yeah. It just gives you a bit of distance between distance, yourself and yeah. whatever reaction. Like you're not going to run along like blowing up. So <laughs> see you down there like meh, 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 meh. <laughs> blowing up. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the story of of you know going from not being able to run to to, to running a marathon. And at least for me, it was a, a short period of time, and uh, I'm very proud of it. And I suppose now is is you know I'm trying to figure out what my next goal is and what's next what's next I w- I I, I want to get the under 4 hour goal for a marathon okay um I want to get that I don't We're not going to add in some other sport here what, uh, look, what are we going We could on? we could add in maybe jiu-jitsu somewhere along the way um no two things for me is usually enough at once at the season of life I'm in right now which is, you know, the gym and, and, and running. And no, I, I want to get under the four hours. So I don't know when that'll be. It's probably not going to be in the next three months, probably maybe the next six months. Uh, I do want to still get a little bit lighter on my feet. I still feel a little bit heavy on my feet out there. So it's like I, 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 I am going to go through a period of, which is what I'm in right now, which I am back to struggling a little bit. Not struggling, it's just like it's less clear as I've got a marathon that I need to train for, mm. which is now like I want to lose an extra three or four kilos or whatever that might be. Uh, it's just not as tangible in my own head, but not worried. So, And for anyone listening, just give it a go. Just give it a fucking go. What about you? You got any goals? Me? Yeah. Well, start walking <laughs> properly. That's a good first this. goal. I think that's a really good first goal. Um, next thing is like don't, don't get cauliflower yeah, and just don't go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the immediate goals. No, mine is yeah, definitely looking after my I don't even know what system that's called the your muscles that go all like what makes them like looser. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday afternoon. I can't remember. <laughs> what? <laughs> Looking after like stretching and mobility and stability and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so like mobility and stability, stretching, stability. Stability. Yeah. 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 Looking after all that. A little bit of like functional, functional training, sort of training. Yeah. Back to the gym. Yeah. Even though, yeah, but I still want to kind of run. I just really scared right now with my back. No, 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 no. So yeah, you. You've got to fix the the issue at hand, um, and the way that, at least from from what I can see, is just going to be like, you know, a lot of people will say like, you should do yoga, you should do Pilates, you should do this, you should do that. Uh, the reality is, is like you've got imbalances, and just doing Pilates or just doing yoga, although they will be good tools in the arsenal, I think coming at it with a bit more intention and figuring out what imbalances, what needs needs to be more mobile, what needs to be stronger, what what needs to be more stable and and having an, an actual plan there I think would be 
by far the best thing for sure. Just to be injury-free. Injury-free. That's the goal. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you got this far in the episode, we love you. Love you. Love you. Um, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please give us a review. It helps a lot. Please. Um, and with that being said, we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace.